Welcome to Stepping Off Now, a podcast about how to live your creative best life. If you're feeling creatively stuck, burned out, or like you're not fulfilling your true creative potential, this podcast is for you. I'm Kendra, a social scientist and writer. I spent decades feeling creatively unfulfilled while I pursued conventional life goals, culminating in severe burnout that took years to recover from. This podcast chronicles my journey in real time as I find my way home to my essential creative self and seek to live my own creative best life. I discuss topics like harnessing the intuitive creative process, using creativity to manage mental health, and sorting through all the external pressures and expectations to figure out what you really want. My hope is that you'll find inspiration and solace here. You are not alone and you are stronger and wiser than you know. You can find out more by visiting my website, KendraPatterson.com. Now, on to the show. Hi, everybody. Hope you are having a good Friday or whatever day you are listening to this on. I hope you're also enjoying the changing of the seasons. If you live in a place where seasons change, uh, even I here in Florida have to deal with changing seasons. And it's kind of a double edged sword, because I find that it kind of affects me in a weird way, like I'm more tired than usual. But it's also thrilling. (laughs) Maybe, maybe that's why I'm more tired than usual. Anyway, here in Florida, it is still in the 80s, even though we are well into fall. But for us, that's considered cool weather, nice and cool. So the main benefit in my eyes of this time of year is that the grass finally stops growing so I don't have to mow it all the time in like 103 degree heat. So let me ask you a question. This has been on my mind lately in my own life. Have you ever had someone say to you, why can't you just get over it? Whatever it is, you know, and you can't. Even something that's not that big of a deal. You find yourself ruminating for days over an exchange in the supermarket perhaps and feeling all kinds of feelings about it that seem kind of abnormal in terms of their their strength. And maybe people will say to you, why do you let that shit bother you? And if other people aren't saying that to you, you're probably saying it to yourself. Why can't I just go out into the world like a normal person and not have every little thing beat me down and exhaust me and just be yet another challenge that I have to deal with in this already enormously challenging thing that we call life. If this kind of thing is familiar to you, if when you have to go out and engage with the world, and and maybe that doesn't even mean leaving your house, but just engaging in any way, and you, you almost dread it because you know inevitably there's going to be these challenges that come up, that you're just going to be buffeted by the the forces (laughs) that you encounter, you're probably a highly sensitive person, an HSP. Increasingly, I'm coming across a different way of phrasing this, which I really like, because I think it's more accurate as to what's actually going on in our brains, as sensitive types, and that is sensory processing sensitivities. So when you have sensory processing sensitivities, getting over stuff is going to be really hard because it impacts you really deeply. It's in your nature when you're like that, when you're that type of person to take things in and spend a lot of time 
going over them and feeling them. That's why often people who are HSPs or have SPS, sensory processing sensitivities, or are in the Myers-Briggs system, the INFJs, the INFPs, there's lots of different ways that you can designate yourself when you're this type of person. And they're all fine. You can pick and choose whatever you like. We're really meaning makers and meaning seekers. So we don't just take in sensory information from the outside world, physical and emotional information. We have to make something out of it. So we're creators in a sense, inherently. And all human beings are meaning makers, of course. So all people do this, but highly sensitive types do it more. They do it at a deeper level and they do it more often. There are a couple reasons why this contributes to us really struggling with getting over stuff. One is that we're always doing this all the time. It's very difficult for us to find a way to take a break from all this processing. So we don't have a a lot of energy and space to work on the getting over it part, because then we're we're always on to the next thing in our minds. But another reason is because when you take things in really deeply, it's just very raw. Hurts and traumas may scab over, but they never reach the point where it's it's a scar that gradually fades, right? It's it's always just scabbed over and if you brush against it, it's going to cause you pain. That scab's going to peel off. I think highly sensitive people are often shamed for not being able to move on from things as if there's something wrong with us that we haven't developed for whatever reason, some kind of important life skill that other people have. And that sounds reasonable, right? Like, even as I'm saying that, I'm like, well, isn't that a life skill to be able to work through stuff and move on from it? But here I am in my 40s and still, you know, haven't really developed that life skill. And it's not for lack of trying. So that makes me think that Maybe some people just can't. Maybe that's not the right direction to go in when it comes to dealing with the hurts or the challenges, the things that scar us in, in the in day-to-day life, which if you're a highly sensitive type of person is is like freaking a lot. <laughs> you, you can't really have a day that doesn't have some kind of harm, what feels like a harm in it, right? I mean, unless we just kind of isolate ourselves and and don't interact and don't put ourselves out there and don't take risks, and that's really no way to live. That's, That's not really living. And it's not that other people aren't experiencing the same things we do. It's just that they process it differently. And this happens at the level of brain functioning. So it has to do with a difference in how our brains work, basically, as highly sensitive people. And I think in life, when you've tried super hard for a really long time to do things the way you're told you're supposed to, learn these coping skills, learn resiliency, and it's still not giving you the results you want. I mean, sure, we can learn a little bit. I I have definitely learned resiliency over time, and sometimes I'm better at it than other times. Kind of comes and goes for me. Same with all those other regular coping skills. You start to wonder, well... Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe maybe there's another way that people like me can learn how to deal with all of the stuff that's going on inside of me in a way that's respectful to the my fundamental nature. 
So what I'm saying is that the coping skills we're taught really are ones that require us to some extent to deny who we are, how we are, and try to be a different type of person. And I've become less and less interested over time in forcing myself into these ways of being that aren't compatible with my fundamental nature. And maybe you feel that way too. What if instead of getting over stuff, we don't? What if we don't try to get over it? What if we don't try to move on? What can that look like if that is a positive rather than a negative? Think about that for a moment. What if that were actually constructive and positive, not moving on? How could that possibly be a good way to deal with stuff? Because so many of us are hurting, holding on to things. I mean, there's stuff from high school, from childhood that comes up on the regular for me. Here's what I have come around to just recently, in fact, in terms of how to handle this part of my nature. And it has to do with accepting what it means to be someone who is deeply affected by things out there in the world, and in turn, deeply affected by things going on inside ourselves, through our processing of our experiences, the things we see, the things we encounter on a day-to-day basis. When people experience big stuff, it changes them, right? We know this. People have big, significant experiences, and it changes them, whether they like that or not, whether it's a wonderful experience or something that causes trauma. If you're a highly sensitive person, this is what life is doing to you on a daily basis, even with the small stuff. We are being impacted on a level by even stuff that is quote unquote small that changes us. And when you think about this in terms of getting over it, that that means getting back to normal, getting back to baseline, right? That implies not changing. That implies something that's static, a static condition. But when you're impacted deeply by something, you can't go on as before. What if, for us highly sensitive types, who are always told we need to get over shit, always told we're too sensitive, that we need to move on faster, what if instead we made a radical embrace of change? If we accepted that this is what life is like for us, that we are not going to go back to a baseline because such thing doesn't exist for us. We can strive for equanimity. We can strive for peace. And surely we can achieve that at times. But I think that needs to be balanced with an acceptance of the fact that we are not the same at the end of the day as we were when we woke up. That even if we can't really understand or articulate how we have changed, we have. There's been an evolution. And by trying to hold on to this idea that our best selves are the one are the ones that are at that baseline of being calm and functional and strong, going out into the world, able to handle shit, that that isn't a real thing. What's real is allowing our experiences to do what they're already doing to us, impacting us deeply, working on this constant story of meaningful change inside of ourselves, 
and accepting that rather than fighting it. So no, I'm not going to get over stuff. I'm not going to move on. Everything becomes a part of what we are and is integrated into the whole of who we are. Is this exhausting? Yes, it is. (laughs) But for us highly sensitive types, isn't it already exhausting and It'll be less exhausting if we're not fighting against our true natures, if we're leaning in rather than trying to repress or avoid or fix. It's okay to be how we are. And we'll do much better if we see the process of dealing with stuff as one of integration rather than excising. So instead of something happens to us and we feel it really deeply and Our minds are going a million miles a minute and we're just overwhelmed. Instead of trying to excise that out of ourselves to stop that, we accept that that is our nature and find a way to work with it. Like a lot of things, this is really more of a mindset change than anything else because if you look at it from the perspective that you're already doing, (laughs) you're already doing it the way that you need to be doing it. It's just rather than sabotaging yourself, feeling bad about it, feeling shame, you're accepting it. You're working with it. You are becoming a richer human being. And for creatives and artists, this is a gold mine. This is where it all comes from. And the more that we can accept our fundamental natures and learn how to work with that rather than against it, the more free we'll be able to be with our creativity, the more honest and authentic we'll be able to be. So in my own life, I've stopped trying to get over stuff. I've stopped pretending that (laughs) that's something I can do, that that's something I should strive for, that that's some kind of ideal I should try to reach. Because what, I'm going to get to the end of my life and on my last day here alive on earth, I'll be sitting there thinking, gosh, I just really failed with that. Just never learned how to get over shit. I'm done with fighting who I am. What a waste of energy. So instead of thinking, today, yet again, I let the ghosts of my past haunt me as if I failed somehow at life today, I've been trying to think more along the lines of, today I changed. I woke up this morning and I was one person and some alchemy emerged from the processes of being alive, living in this world, occurred inside of me, and I go to bed a changed person, and I accept that. I embrace that. I love that. And I don't even mean this in the sense of, oh, I learned something today. You don't even need to go there. This is more about a radical acceptance of the impact that the act of living has on us on a daily basis, that highly sensitive types are just more aware of and feel and process at a deeper level. It's about embracing that part of ourselves, that that the weight of that significance of what it means to be us in this world. And here's the next step, because when you just leave it at that, oh, well, I'm, I, I accept and embrace this radical change that is constantly going on inside myself. When that's it, That's all well and good, but in my opinion, it's not enough. The next step is realizing that just as the world impacts you deeply, you have an impact as well. That during the time that you walk the face of this earth, 
without even really knowing how you are impacting the environment around you, the spaces you occupy, the ground you walk on, the people you encounter, that you are significant in this world, even if you don't feel that. I think one challenge that HSPs struggle with is that everything is so big inside themselves, the emotions and the thoughts that are just constantly there. We underestimate our own impact out in the world because it's just so loud inside, right? We recognize that maybe we were a little different, we feel things differently somehow, we know this from childhood, and so we can feel alienated from the world around us and not realize that we can also impact others. It can be hard for us, I think, to understand that other people's emotions are real because ours are so super real <laughs> and and strong. This is why sometimes highly sensitive people can read as narcissists when we're most definitely not. We're, we're like the opposite. We're empaths often. Uh, but we can read as narcissists because we're just so occupied by all the stuff inside ourselves. And I think that when we can learn to see ourselves in others, even if the, the others aren't highly sensitive types, I mean, all people are sensitive at their very cores. Just some people don't acknowledge that even to themselves, or they deal with it easier or repress it. They're better at repressing, or they have more resiliency, whatever. They're still sensitive beings, right? I think that that can be a mark of true growth that can come out of this acceptance of taking things in and allowing it to affect change in us. So that's some food for thought on why I think we don't need to try so hard to get over stuff that maybe for HSPs, people with sensory processing sensitivities, INFJs, INFPs, uh, Enneagram 4s, <laughs> and, you know, any other, any other designation that feels like it's a fit for you if you're this type of person. Enneagram 9 is probably another one. I know a lot of uh, INFJs who are Enneagram 9s. I think that there's probably a better way for us than trying to follow that conventional wisdom of learning how to get over stuff and that we don't need to be afraid of who we are, of our fundamental natures, that we can become friends with being how we are and learn how to not let it alienate us from ourselves and others. Thank you so much for spending this time with me today. I really appreciate you and hope that y'all are doing well on your own personal journeys, artistic and otherwise. And I hope you have a wonderful week. I'll see you next Friday. 